Hey church, this is Jonathan Brocious. Let's pray together today. For they say cruel and deceptive things to me. They lie to me. They surround me and say hateful things. They attack me for no reason. Psalm 109, 2 and 3. I was not having a good time, not at all. My parents had another family over for dinner. They were another homeschooling family with boys like our family. We had all eaten and the parents sent us all into the backyard to play. Our backyard contained a strange little structure that we simply called the wooden thing. We weren't good at naming things and the title seemed to do the trick. The wooden thing was a small platform elevated about five feet off the ground. There was a ramp on one side to get up to the top. The other side had a ladder. I believe that it used to be a part of a swing set or monkey bars. It was part of a homemade outdoor play equipment for children. But the monkey bars or swing set were long gone and all that remained was the wooden thing. We played for hours as children on the wooden thing. We loved the wooden thing. It was a fort. It was home base. It was a bunker to defend us from enemies. Mom didn't like us calling them bad guys. Well, for this particular evening, our game of tag devolved into chaos. Instead of running around the backyard, everyone clustered together on the top of the wooden thing. The poor fellow who was it ran around the bottom, jumping up and trying to tag someone's foot. If he tried to run up the ramp or the ladder, everyone ran off the other side. Then insults started getting hurled at the poor guy who was it. Then the insults became a unified chant of Mr. Baggy Stinky Pants, Mr. Baggy Stinky Pants. I remember running around and around the wooden thing, trying desperately to tag someone. All the boys from the other family were older than me. I didn't want to just keep tagging my younger brother. That was lame, but I couldn't catch any of them. Before long, the chance of Mr. Baggy Stinky Pants started to sting. I started to take it personally. I thought they were chanting about me and I got angry. Unfortunately, as a boy, when I was angry, I cried. I've mostly grown out of this habit now. It doesn't feel very manly. But back then when I was frustrated or angry, I couldn't hold it back. So I started crying, which made everyone shout Mr. Baggy Stinky Pants even louder. So I went into the house and told on them. My parents shut down the game and I ruined everyone's fun. Psalm 109 talks about a much more serious matter than a boy's backyard game, but there are some similarities. The psalm centers around David and his enemies, and the big issue between David and his enemies are the words that are said. David's enemies have attacked him verbally, and David is crushed by it. What's interesting to me is David's response. Just like I ran into the house and snitched on my friends, David does the same thing with God. David prays an absolutely vicious prayer. He goes so far as to ask that God would kill his enemy and make the enemy's children beg for bread. He hopes that eventually everyone will forget about even the kids, that time will just sweep them away entirely. Like I said, it's vicious. David ends the psalm by realizing that he will rely on God to get him through this. The last stanza of the psalm repeats the word deliver over and over. God's faithfulness will deliver. God's loyal love will deliver. David chooses to thank God because God will deliver him. The fact of the matter is that words hurt. Whoever said that sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me is not that bright. Words may not break your bones, but they can and will poison your soul. They will sow anger, which turns to bitterness, which becomes depression and anxiety and rage and all sorts of things. They'll slowly kill your soul and then hollow out your life. And we will receive our own doses of poison words all the time. All of us will have conflict, people will be unhappy with us, and people will say awful things about us. As a result, we have to have a process in place to deal with this. It's just a fact of life. 
Psalm 109 is an example of that process. David takes his hurt and his desperation and he brings it to God. He lets God deal with the hurt that other people have caused. He chooses to allow God to be the one that hands out justice. David takes comfort in the fact that God sees what has happened and will do the right thing. So what's been weighing on your soul? What have you chosen not to pray because it doesn't feel very quote unquote Christian? What emotions have you locked away that need to be brought before God? What vicious things have you not said because it didn't feel right? I'd encourage you to speak those things today to God. Don't hold back. Pray that vicious prayer. I think you'll find like David that you'll gain a new ability to rejoice and thank God. Let's pray. Dear God, show me what's hiding in my soul that I've not brought before you. Do I have unaddressed and unresolved anger anywhere? Lord, I want to bring those things before you in all of their nastiness and all of their ugliness. You already know how I feel, so I might as well express it before you. And as I do, I pray that you'd heal me. I pray that you'd teach me to rejoice and give thanks. Some questions for you as we wind up the podcast today. Is there a situation that is still raw in your heart that you can think of? Are there people that you avoid thinking about because you know you'll cringe? I encourage you, bring those things before God today in in complete honesty. Thanks for joining me today on Pray Together. We'll see you next time.